International Broadcasting lives on 5085. The big one. WTWW. Please stand by as we get ready to launch another episode of this Reality Radio Cafe Cast with your host and my husband, Denny J, K5DCC. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, lift off. Now grab your glass and get ready to fill it up with some radio on the rocks. Vehicles pitching downrange. Here in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network, we are all about the power of voice. Did you know that you could listen to my cafe cast by simply asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks? And that you could maneuver your way around my cafe cast library by simply saying next or previous? I created this Amazon skill using a free and easy platform called VoiceFlow, where you just build your skill block by block, no coding necessary. If you'd like to build your amateur radio skill, go to voiceflow.com. That's voiceflow.com. K5DCC here in the shack, doing a little operating on 40 meters. We're uh, waiting for KC9VKV to wrap up this conversation. Thought we might do a little interview here on HF. James Ferguson is from New Albany, Indiana, and he's got quite a history in broadcasting. In fact, I'm looking at his YouTube channel right now. Jim Ferguson's radio story. He's got all kinds of videos. It's pretty interesting. Should be a good guest. Howdy, Charlie. Three seconds, sir. This is Kilo Charlie 9, Victor Kilo Victor. K5 DCC on the side waiting. Who's that on the side waiting? Give me your call sign, sir. Yeah, this is Denny again, Kilo 5 Delta Charlie Charlie. We could do the recording right here if you like. Uh, that hand mic sounds really good. Could use a, a little top end EQ, but uh, it's a lot solid. So I think you were getting uh, some RF uh, in your audio on the hand on the uh, desk mic, Roger. Uh, Roger that. Why don't you kind of give us the rundown on how you got into amateur radio? Oh gosh, <laughs> that's a long story. I mean, that uh, I don't know if my uh, SB220 would hold up for that. But uh, I was uh, a young guy, I guess about uh, nine eight or nine and I met my grandfather for the first time he came to live with us and uh, I didn't know it at the time but my grandfather had been an amateur radio operator before there was uh, ham radio I mean he was he met Marconi so I guess I get all of my uh, inclinations towards uh, radio and ham radio amateur radio uh, legitimately but I remember uh, he uh, he had put all of his stuff away he was he no longer was actually operating and to the fact that I never knew that he was a ham radio operator the only thing I knew was that he had um, a storage area down towards this uh, area that he had set up to, to have a farm 
and this farm had a windmill, and underneath the windmill was this glass house. And the glass house was made from uh, uh, window frames, large window frames that he had put together. And it was like maybe a five by five room made out of these glass window panes. And it had many cardboard boxes in, inside that uh, little room. And all these boxes were the things that he saved from his uh, amateur radio career, which I didn't know at the time. The only thing I knew was that I, they were some of the biggest radio tubes that I'd ever seen as a nine-year-old in my life. These things were, you know, like water bottles. They were unbelievable. And, you know, so any time that he would go into that glass house to look for something, I would make it a point to be right there by his side, kind of like uh, going through a lost treasure chest of stuff, you know. It was just, just amazing. And he would always find just that right item to give to me, you know. Uh, in, uh, I would uh, take this thing, and it was like a treasure to me. And I would spend weeks and, and uh, months uh, playing with it, trying to figure out uh, how you put the battery in it. And these were like uh, telephone things, like carbon microphones and earphones and, and uh, aircraft earphones. Uh, well, I guess the aircraft for that day, they were kind of like clothy things, you know, but they did, you know, have uh, speakers on the, on the earphones. And so he would he would nourish me, and what he was doing was actually feeding my radio bug, and I had no idea that that's what was happening. But uh, he he knew that that I was more like him than than he was, and uh, so he made it a point to just uh, give to me the things that would nourish my need for radio items to uh, to play with, and uh, this went on for uh, three or four years, and uh, he. he did did uh, pass away, and uh, I, uh, you know, it was so traumatic that I couldn't even go to his to his funeral. But he did implant on me, you know, the, the radio bug for sure, Roger. Oh, that sounds fascinating, and I would imagine that far back you probably were big into AM, right? Well, no, uh, the thing was, you know, I had this radio bug that had to be fed, and uh, so I was bound and determined that I was going to get me a job in radio. I was uh, summer vacation uh, school. I was uh, 16. I, uh, my parents gave me 50 bucks, and I got, got on the Greyhound bus and took off. And we were, my hometown was West Palm Beach, and I took off west. And the only thing there west of West Palm Beach is uh, Lake Okeechobee, and uh, you know, in the middle of the state, and uh, a town called uh, Bell Glade, and right beside that, a town called Pahokee. And uh, I went to uh, the Bell Glade. I took the bus to Bell Glade, and uh, went to the. Uh, finally, found the radio station there. And uh, you know, I was looking for a job. And they said, "Well, we we don't have any openings right now, but you might check over in Pahokee. They uh, they're going through a vacations over there, and you might might do something over there." Well, the problem was that the bus had already come and gone, and uh, Pahokee was uh, probably about uh, 10 miles or so from. Uh, uh, from Belglade, and I wound up uh, walking over to the next town and went to the radio station there and said, you know, you got anything open? They said, well, you know, matter of fact, we do have a guy that's going on vacation, and uh, you could, uh, you know, if you wanted to, you could try it out and see how it went. 
so uh, the job was uh, sign on in the morning from 6 o'clock till about 10, then take a break and come back at 3 o'clock to uh, sign off on the, you know, at about 7 or, or you know, just when it got dark there. It was just a, a daytime station. Uh, I like it. It was about uh, maybe uh, 500 water. But the thing was, this was out in uh, Bell Glade and the Pahokee area, and that's a lot of sugarcane area. And the reason they grow, uh, grow sugarcane out there is because of the muck. I don't know if you know what muck is, but muck is a very dark earth uh, soil, and uh, the conductivity of muck is about five times greater than regular uh, sand. So a 500-watt station with uh, muck uh, radials and muck is uh, kind of like about a 10 kW station as far as uh, the uh, transmission uh, signal, Roger. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, I can't believe they just bring you in off the spot like that. That's pretty interesting. And uh, you've got quite a, an illustrious career in broadcasting from then on, didn't you? Oh, Roger. Well, you know, the thing was, uh, like after about nine, I had developed my own uh, mixer board. Now, this mixer board was uh, not a real mixer board. It was a mixer board, but it was a, a Bogan PA amplifier. I don't know if you know what that is, but it was like a Bogan PA 50-watt amplifier, and it had six mixers uh, kind of slanted across the top of it. So I was just using more or less the mixers there to, uh, and, and my mom had gotten me a, uh, an El Cheapo uh, tape recorder. This thing was, uh, you know, quarter-inch uh, uh, tape with a quarter-track head. So I mean, it's just a bare minimum kind of thing, but gosh, uh, you know, I could record on it and I could edit. I could crash, crash edit on it, and uh, that turned out uh, pretty good, too. And uh, so, you know, that was my first uh, uh, experience with, uh, you know, being being on the radio. Was my, I had uh, a uh, pirate radio station there. Uh, my uh, mother worked at uh, the airfield of uh, West Palm Beach uh, Airfield, and uh, she was um, secretary for five or six of the uh, Air Force bigwigs there, and one of those, she would tell them about my exploits on my, uh, uh, you know, bootleg radio and whatnot, and uh, so one of the officers there said, hey, I've got something he might enjoy, and it turned out that he had a one-tube wonder, and this one-tube wonder, uh, the tube was a 117L7, uh, so the filaments were 117 volts, and he had made uh, certain modifications to this one-tube wonder that made it a, a bigger wonder than what it was. I mean, this thing would really get out. And he told my mom, he said, now you should always, you know, tell him to always have a good antenna on it or it'll burn itself up because it's kind of like a sports car. You know, the, the, the more output it has, it has to dissipate it or it will burn itself up. So that set me up real good. I had, uh, I used that and I had about uh, a 300-foot long wire antenna. That was my answer to having a good antenna on it. This antenna strung from the uh, uh, pine tree about uh, 300 feet away at about uh, 75 feet down to the pump, pump house, which was my, uh, my broadcast studio. And uh, everything went fine most of the time, except there was once uh, a uh, lightning storm went through there, and I didn't know it because I was inside the pump house doing my show. 
And this long wire antenna had the ability to, well, there was a lightning strike. It wasn't directly a, a hit on this long wire, but since this long wire was going through the air so long, it did pick up a lot of stray um, power from this, uh, this uh, close-by lightning hit, and it did come in on that antenna, and I had my earphones on, and the, the next thing I knew, man, I was picking myself up off the ground, you know, trying to figure out what happened. This thing had, had uh, so much uh, energy had come through the... Uh of the long wire antenna into my uh, transmitter through my earphones uh, to ground uh, through me, Roger. Wow, that's not the first time I've heard that happen. I did a story a while back with a fellow that uh, was sitting at his radio station too and lightning struck and blew him right out of his chair and uh, I guess they uh, thought they lost him there for a while. Man, that's kind of scary. So I see you've got a YouTube channel here. Uh, has all kinds of, uh, I, I don't know if they're actually videos or not. Are those videos or is it just a, like a video screen with just audio behind it? And what is that for? Those are air checks, uh, recorded air checks. Uh, uh, we have right now we have uh, about a thousand twenty uh, air checks uh, on our Kiss of Vlog page, Roger. There are different times, uh, but uh, you know if you play them, they'll be uh, seven minutes long. Some are hour and a half. Uh, our main program we record for an hour and a half between uh, uh, three thirty and five on Friday afternoons, Roger. Oh, cool. So I could uh, stand by and wait for you to post this one and uh, listen to our interview on your YouTube channel, huh? Uh, Roger, now you... <laughs> it usually takes me a couple of days uh, to uh, get things posted up on YouTube. And I say that because, uh, uh, you know, it could. Usually I, I get them earlier than that, but I, at least, uh, you know, I might think two days I have a little bit of grace period if I do uh, have uh, certain calamities that I have to take care of uh, prior to uh, post them, take the time to post them up to YouTube, Roger. I roger that. So this way people can talk to you and then they can uh, wait a while, a couple of days and listen in to see how their audio quality works. Huh? And are you using SDR to record this? Uh, no, well, usually uh, I'm running four internet SDRs simultaneous as I do the, the uh, show. And uh, for the past three months, I've been running two receivers and four uh, internet SDRs. And the uh, SDRs are uh, receivers, and they're just a way to get closer to uh, our 100 watt friends, which are usually, uh, you know, pretty uh, light as far as signal strength. So I'm usually uh, monitoring Rochester, New York, Atlanta, Georgia, Milford, PA, and uh, Arlington, Virginia uh, on the internet SDRs, Roger. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I've done some of that myself to compare, like, uh, oh, listening to WTWW. I go all over the country using SDR.HU and see how strong they're coming in uh, all around the country. Uh, right now, you'd be surprised to know how I'm recording this. I have a network radio. It's called an RT4. And on it, I'm using a, a VoIP application called Zello. I've got a channel in there that's uh, listen only. And I just uh, put the push to talk button on the screen on toggle. I turned it on. Right now, if there's anyone in the room, they're listening to uh, what we're saying here. And when we're done, I just uh, untoggle it and upload or share that to my Zello account, which then I can share that link on my uh, blogcast or any of my social media. So it's probably not the super high quality that I would normally get using my MXL mic and calling people on Skype, but it's something I've been playing around with and works pretty good. 
Roger. I wish I had a little bit uh, better copy on you. You're about uh, maybe five TB above my nose. You wouldn't happen to have a kilowatt laying around, would you? <laughs> I wish I did. Uh, sorry about that. Well, I know you're working more power because you're coming in solid the whole time. It's going to sound good on the podcast, and I will send you a link to this, and then you can uh, hear how good you sound over here in northern Arkansas. Oh, great. Now, come back to me with your call sign. Again, the call sign is K5-Delta-Charlie-Charlie. K5-DCC, if you look on my QRZ page, you can see what I'm doing. Roger, Roger, Jimmy. K5-DCC, Roger. That's right. Then it stands for Digicom Cafe. And again, the name is Denny, Delta Echo November November Yankee. Oh, Denny, I thought you were saying Jimmy. Yeah, sometimes it's like that when you're down on the noise level, isn't it? It's kind of hard to pick things out. It's kind of like when I was listening to a call sign or two on uh, uh, working an AMSAT, AMSAT satellite today, and I was recording it too, and they got uh, buried in a couple of other uh, transmissions and static, and I couldn't quite pull the call sign out. But yeah, you get confused a lot with a lot of noise. Roger, Roger, Denny. Well, I'll tell you what, Dean, I have been running this uh, test air check, and uh, I, uh, gosh, uh, I'm not sure exactly how long it is now, but uh, what I will do, will, I will break this part out uh, separately. So uh, when I post it up on YouTube and say, um, uh, yeah, Denny, um, uh, K5 DCC, and uh, what should I call the, uh, uh, the uh, sequence that we just did? I would just call it a Radio on the Rocks Cafe Cast. Uh, I, I'm here in the Digicom Cafe, which is my metaphor for amateur radio. And so because I'm in the cafe, wherever I am on radio, that's the cafe, I call it a Cafe Cast. Uh, and my blog, associated blog, then is called a Blog Cast, where I embed the audio for this and uh, share it with the world. Roger. Now, I call mine a vlog, V-L-O-G, as opposed to V-L-O-G, Roger. Yeah, Roger, that. Well, I was asked uh, by a friend of mine to put up a blog, and I thought, man, I'm busy enough already just doing an audio podcast. But I thought, well, let's give it a try. And I've got this great platform called Mighty Networks, digicomcafe.com. And uh, I created a blog for every episode. And so I just uh, put a link in there to the actual audio podcast and share links and biography information for uh, whatever it is we talked about on our on our podcast. So you'll have to check us out, and I want to invite everybody else to join us there too. And I'm going to follow you, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll maybe do this again sometime properly on uh, on a professional system with my MXL microphone. Oh well, gosh, I, you know I, I live and die by the by the uh, by ham radio. <laughs> I really do. I, I feel much more comfortable doing it this way. Roger, Roger. That's not a problem. I'm starting to do more of this now too. So this was a good one to maybe help kick it off. So appreciate it so much, and uh, I'll send you a link when I'm done. You can check it out. And meanwhile, keep it up. Are you always on this frequency, seven one eight eight? Stay here pretty much. Uh, we do the uh, uh, the Acuso Vlog uh, on this frequency uh, tomorrow afternoon, 3:30 till 5. Roger. Uh, Roger that. Well, maybe I'll put uh, put a, to a topic in our Digicom Cafe Mighty Network here for your radio story uh, group, and I'll start sharing some of your posts and stuff, your uh, your vlogs. Uh, 
Sounds great. Yeah, we just call this the uh, QSO VLOC network. Uh, this, this is the amateur radio side of my uh, uh, my YouTube uh, operation. The, the main thing, well, it used to be the main thing, was uh, 50 years of commercial broadcasting where we have, uh, you know, all kinds. We have 570 some odd uh, uh, pieces of stuff on that regards uh, air checks, documentaries, uh, music. Uh, we recorded uh, many full-length uh, music concerts for uh, uh, network radio and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, documentaries and, uh, and stuff. So if you go to, there's two sides of this. The Jim Ferguson's radio story covers the commercial aspect of it. And uh, the Arcusa VLOG network uh, is a, um, a portion of that. Roger. Oh, Roger that. Well, I'll make sure I'll put links to this in the blogcast. And uh, we'll share those uh, vlog checks uh, from time to time. And maybe uh, some of the folks in our group that are into HF will uh, go down there and check you out here on 7188 and get a signal report and get to hear themselves. So thanks a lot for your time. There might be some other folks out there want to get their audio checked too. So we'll, uh, we'll be in touch with you. I'll send you the link. Uh, 73, and thanks so much there. Uh, appreciate it, Jim. Roger, Roger, Denny, three Zedway, sir. You have a great uh, evening and a great weekend coming up. You get a chance to uh, join us uh, on our QSOV uh, like net uh, tomorrow afternoon on uh, 7188 uh, between 3.30 and 5. So threes for now. We'll catch you later. This is Kilo Charlie 9, Victor, Kilo Victor, Claire. 73, be safe. K5 DCC, Claire. Threes, buddy. So there you've got it. Uh, QSO vlog, my group air check. So if you guys are on uh, HF uh, in the afternoons, like about this uh, time, which is uh, right now about uh, 3.30, about 3 o'clock, uh, check in on 40 meters on 7188 and listen for KC9VKV for his ham radio QSO vlog. You could have a conversation with him. He records them all and then posts them on his YouTube channel. You can see how you sound. 73, you guys, be safe. We've got a tornado watch out now for the rest of the evening, so we're going to be watching radar. 73. Hi, this is Extra Class Amateur Radio Operator, K5DCC. I just upgraded to my Extra Class last year. You know how I did it? I used HamTest Online. Did you know that HamTest Online is the top-rated study program on eham.net? 97% of reviewers gave them five stars. They have more five-star user reviews than all other study methods combined. And success is guaranteed. If you fail the amateur radio license exam, they will refund your subscription. It's a no-brainer. You pass the exam or get a full refund. Try it for yourself at hamtestonline.com. Thank you for listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. We invite you to join our Mighty Networks amateur radio community at members.digicomcafe.com.